Welcome to It's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we're gonna to be talking about the recent hearing that occurred on Monday, March the 22nd with Rob Wood, Mark Means, and John Pryor in the Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell case. We're also gonna look at a motion that was filed by Mark Means, and well, he has some objections. But before I get into it, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button below, hit that notification bell to all, some people aren't getting their notifications. Also, give this video a like and share this out to all the platforms you can. Now, let's get into it. The hearing on March 22nd was fairly quick, but there were some notable moments. And many of you know that Rob Wood actually recently requested this well-known attorney to be added to the case. Her name is Rachel Smith, and she brings over 25 years of experience. So in the opening of this hearing, the judge actually had a few questions for Rob. He said, one of the requirements is that the attorney seeking to be involved in the case would need to currently maintain a law practice in another jurisdiction. Now, the judge said he didn't see that in the motion that was provided by Rob Wood and that he needs it. So Rob responded and says she does currently have a private practice firm. I can verify that, yes, Ms. Smith does have an ongoing practice in Missouri. Uh, she practiced for uh, many years in both St. Louis Circuit Prosecutor's Office and then uh, in the Attorney General's Office in Missouri. She now has a private practice uh, firm uh, a large part of what she does is uh, special prosecutions um, and then uh, helping uh, prosecutors on cases. Um, and so, yes, she does have an ongoing law practice and is in good standing in um, the state of Missouri. The judge also stated that he needed some clarification surrounding the pro-hack admission rules. And here's what he said. There's, there's an issue I see here where she could be admitted under the pro-hack admission rules. Um, in this case, you're appointed as a special prosecutor under Idaho Code 3126.03 um, to prosecute a case in Fremont County. And where Ms. Smith would be coming on, I guess I'd like some clarification. Is she going to be obviously prosecuting in the case? And if so, uh, has Fremont County been consulted and have they agreed that she should be also appointed as well as a special prosecutor and typically when we do these orders the terms of the uh, appointment also include payment arrangements that the county has agreed to so uh, just based on your being appointed as a special prosecutor I wanted to get to that issue before uh, we got too far into the process knowing being admitted under 227 PROHAC gets you a limited license to practice in Idaho for a specific case. But then on that issue of appointment of a special prosecutor, I wondered if you had discussed that with Fremont County or not. Note, watch John Pryor's reaction to what Rob says, and then watch Mark Means' reaction. Your Honor, we didn't discuss it with Fremont County. Um, she's being appointed to help uh, the Madison County prosecutor as a special uh, prosecutor in the case. Um, We've discussed it with Madison County. They're funding it. Um, and so we, we did not speak directly with the Fremont County commissioners on that. Okay. And I guess uh, that issue then, this case is, as I mentioned, is Fremont County case CR 222755. That's the case before the court and the case I'm presiding over. So 
any admission by this would be to this case. And as I understand the bar rule also, uh, it's a case by case admission. So an attorney admitted PROHAC on one case does not necessarily enjoy PROHAC status for admission in another case. And I think that would require separate application. So in other words, the scope of any order would be specific as to the case I just mentioned, Mr. Daybell's case under uh, the 755 heading, and it wouldn't be an appointment for any other matter. Okay. Okay. Um, so those are the concerns I just had on the on the uh, motion. Is there anything you'd like to say in additional support of the motion, Mr. Wood? No, Your Honor. I think the, the motion uh, speaks for itself. Uh, this is a very complicated uh, case. Uh, the, the amount of discovery, uh, as we've talked about, is is uh, it's very very large. There's a lot of information, um, and so we would we're we're seeking to have her help on this case um, through the Madison County Prosecutor's Office, appointed to the special prosecutor. Other than than that, Your Honor, I think the motion just speaks for itself. Then it was John's turn to speak, and something to note: he opens his statement by saying this to the judge: "You were astute enough." to recognize the two things that I find problematic. All right, thank you, Mr. Wood. Mr. Pryor, your response to the motion for the product Vichy admission of Rachel Smith? Judge, you addressed the very issues that I had concerns with as well. You were astute enough to recognize the two things that I find problematic. One, uh, that this is a Fremont County case. And as a Fremont County case, uh, Mr. Wood, obviously, if his prosecutor's office wants to retain people to help him with his caseload, he has every right to seek whatever resources he wants to do that. And he can uh, obviously hire anybody he wants. He's the chief prosecutor in Madison County. But this court identified the very issue of the Pro Hoc uh, rule. And the Pro Hoc rule is case specific. And as a case specific rule, uh, he does not get to enlarge, uh, retain someone and say, you're going to handle all of my cases, and you're going to train my staff, and you're going to teach us how to pros properly prosecute cases. That's not something that he's uh, uh, prevented from doing. But in this particular case, he's prevented from having Ms. Smith participate unless Fremont County uh, gives them their blessing, and that they're agreeing that Ms. Smith may, may come on, that Ms. Smith may participate this because He's not the Madison County prosecutor in this case. He's the Fremont County special prosecutor. And he's a representative of Fremont County at this point. And at this point, it's Fremont County that's going to make the decision whether Ms. Smith shall be allowed to do this on this particular case in this particular situation. Now, what Mr. Wood chooses to do with his other cases, that's up to him. And and and, and for all practical purposes, Judge, this proact motion is fine as long as Fremont County signs off on it. Uh, and if Fremont County signs off on it and approves this, then uh, we can go down this road. Now, John also says that he found things while doing some research on Rachel Smith. He states that she only has a consulting firm, not an active practice. Now, watch this clip and note Rob Wood's reaction. Uh, the other issue I have is this, Judge. I've done some research on Ms. Smith. and. The information I have, and I, I don't want to suggest that my information is complete, 
but the information I have is that uh, she's a consulting firm and that she does not have a practice, an active practice. Now, she's licensed in Missouri, but I need some sort of declaration from Ms. Smith saying, yes, I'm actually practicing law in the state of Missouri. And if she does that, then that issue is resolved. If she has an active law practice in Missouri, by all means, let's move forward. Uh, but those are the two things that I think we need to uh, resolve before this court even considers signing an order. So my suggestion at this point, Judge, is Mr. Wood uh, filed the supplemental information from Fremont County saying that they're okay with this. Ms. Smith filed a supplemental declaration saying, I am licensed, practiced in Missouri, and I have an active law practice, whether that's criminal defense, whether that's prosecutorial uh, uh, work, whatever the nature of that practice is, uh, and those issues are resolved at this point. And then obviously, if, uh, if Mr. Wood wants to bring in someone to assist him or needs uh, help in how to uh, prosecute a case of this nature, uh, by all means, he has every right to do that. But those two things need to be resolved, Judge, and I appreciate the court uh, identifying those. Uh, I didn't mean to be so verbose, but uh, I do want to set my, uh, my feelings on this. It's not necessarily an objection as much as it is Let's get the proper housekeeping taken care of before this court signs an order. All right, thank you, Mr. Wood. Do you have anything uh, further to offer in support of the motion? Now, Rob says he's not asking for any money. Uh, yes, Your Honor, uh, as the appointed special prosecutor, I'm allowed to prosecute this case as I see fit. I'm not asking Fremont County for the money to hire Ms. Smith. Um, and as such, I don't think the court needs to make a finding that uh, I've gotten it approved for the Fremont County Commissioners. If I were, I'm not being compensated for this case. Um, if, if we were asking them for money, I could see that being an issue or not. So uh, we're fine with an order limiting the, uh, her ad admission to this case. Now watch this clip and note Rob Wood's reaction. Here's what makes this so interesting. And there's a mic drop moment first. Rob adjusts his camera in preparation for what's about to occur. Then Mr. Wood gives the mic drop moment and says, well, Miss Smith is right here if you'd like to talk to her. And Mark Means gives the absolute best expression of it all. It, no words can describe it. Actually, Miss Smith is here with me right now. I, I can have her uh, tell the, make a declaration to the court of her law practice, or if the court would prefer that in writing, we can do that as well. Um, well, if she's here and available to testify, I think that's probably the most efficient way to do that. Um, good afternoon, Ms. Smith. This is Judge Boyce. Can you hear me okay? Yes, Your Honor. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. I've considered the application for pro-vicia admission. Uh, prosecutor indicates you'd be willing to make a statement to testify in this hearing regarding your qualifications. Are you prepared to do that? Absolutely. So then Miss Smith is sworn in and Mark and John seem to be a little surprised. I say good for you, Rob Wood. All right, if you uh, would do me the favor then of raising your right hand, I'll have the clerk please place Miss Smith under oath. Do you solemnly swear or affirm that the testimony you're about to give in the cause now pending will be the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so you God? Yes, I do. Thank you. All right, Ms. Smith, uh, this will be brief, but under our PROHAC Vichy admission rule in Idaho, Bar Commission Rule 227, there's a requirement that you currently maintain an ongoing law practice in another jurisdiction. Can you advise the court whether or not you, in fact, maintain an ongoing law practice in another jurisdiction? 
Yes, Your Honor, I'm a, I maintain a law practice primarily involving special prosecutions. I am a special prosecutor or an appointed prosecutor assisting at least two counties in the state of Missouri. I also consult um, both on legal matters um, and on legal training from multiple other jurisdictions. Um, I also have a small civil practice um, in the state of Missouri. I do not do any criminal defense work as in Missouri, that would be a conflict of interest. So I do no criminal defense, but I am an appointed prosecutor or special prosecutor. And that is my primary practice. Okay, thank you. And so you're currently the attorney of record in some pending cases, is that correct? Yes, Judge. All right, the court is satisfied with that representation and that rule 227E2 is met for the purpose of the PROHAC VCHE uh, request for admission. And thank you for the testimony, Ms. Smith. Now, towards the end of the hearing, Rob has another way of looking at these issues of what the judge said. And he says, as Rachel is being appointed as pro-hack Vice, he looks at it as the same as deputizing an attorney. He said he didn't see a difference. And he says under his special appointment as special prosecutor, that would give him the authority to bring someone in as pro-hack Vice and then deputize her. Um, counsel, regarding the issue of whether or not Fremont County uh, needs to be involved in this. Again, I'm just looking at Idaho Code 3126.03, which governs the appointment of a special prosecutor. And uh, the order of appointment in this case was entered. Give me a moment. It was entered obviously appointing you as the prosecutor for this Fremont County case from Madison County, Mr. Wood. And I guess the question I do have is the, the order appointed the Madison County Prosecutor's Office. And so it is specific as to the scope of that appointment. So uh, in my mind, Ms. Smith can be admitted, but in order to be on the case would need to either be uh, a deputy of your office or part of your office or else receive a special appointment again from Fremont County. Um, if you think there's some other authority out there that says otherwise, I'm open to listening to that. I'm just looking at the rule for a special appointment of a prosecutor under 3126.03. And it is a housekeeping matter, but I think it's important to note that the uh, attorney in a case has got the proper authority to act as a prosecutor. So do you have any additional comments on that? Uh, Your Honor, I, I see that very much akin to her being appointed as Prohoc Vice uh, is, is very much the same thing as me deputizing an attorney to help in a case. Um, I think that's, uh, I, I really don't see a difference between the two. Um, I, I think under my special appointment as a, as a prosecutor on this case, that would give me the authority to bring in someone pro hoc vice um, and essentially deputize her once she receives that status. Okay, and that is probably another approach to it because I would note that that statute says once you're on the case, then the person so appointed has all the powers of the prosecuting attorney while so acting as such in the case. So if that's your um, 
plan going forward if she'll be active in the case, then I just ask for you to submit a, a declaration with the court that she's been deputized. And I think that would satisfy the issue of um, her acting under your special prosecutor status for the matter. Okay. All right, Mr. Pryor, we went through some things there. I didn't really give you an opportunity to respond. Is there anything you'd like to say? No, Judge, I agree with the court's analysis. Okay, if you'll follow up uh, with that then, Mr. Wood, uh, with that, the court's satisfied on the pro-Hypicia admission and I'll sign uh, an order to that effect. And uh, regarding the special prosecutor issue, if you just wanna supplement with that, uh, I'll watch for that to be filed in the case, Mr. Wood. We will get that done right away. Thank you. Thank you. Council, our next hearing is gonna be on April 7th for what's scheduled as a status conference. Council has other motions they'd like to bring up at that time that can be timely filed and heard. I've got time that afternoon uh, just for planning purposes. Uh, with that in mind, Mr. Pryor, is there anything else we need to bring up on behalf of your client today? Not at this time, Your Honor. Thank you. You're welcome. Mr. Wood, anything further? No, thank you very much. All right. Mr. Means, anything further from you this afternoon? No, Your Honor. Okay, thanks everyone. Appreciate your attendance and we will be in recess. Now on the same day, there was a motion by Mark Means and he's not happy. It's an objection to the plaintiff's motion re pro hack viche admission. He states six reasons why he's objecting. One, barred from hearing motion. Two, the court lacks jurisdiction to grant motion. Three, waived righted. Four, lack of grounds asserted to grant motion lack of expertise. And five, precedent. And six, notice of intent, conflict of interest, and implied waiver. Now let's get into the motion. Comes now defendant Lori Noreen Vallow-Daybell and objects to this court hearing plaintiff's motion re pro hack vice and or granting said motion as follows. One, barred from hearing motion. Motion is barred, suspended from hearing as a result of previous court orders. Two, this court lacks jurisdiction to grant motion. Plaintiff is attempting to put the cart before the horse. No charges other than those presently before the court are subject to this court's jurisdiction and review when considering this motion. Court consideration of published threatened futures charges are not before this court and therefore not grounds for granting this motion. In summary, the prosecution has clearly placed the cart before the horse and as such is asking for speculations by this court to justify this motion. The, this matter is a concealment, conspiracy to conceal case and nothing more. Consideration of non-existent charges would be improper and an abuse of discretion. The current charges are not presented as expertise of Miss Smith. Three, wave righted. Prosecutor Robert Wood is the public prosecutor for Madison County, state of Idaho. He is elected and obligated to perform prosecution of crimes as his duty. Said prosecutor filed with the court this motion to be appointed as a special prosecutor for this case outside of Madison County, state of Idaho. At the time he filed said motion, he was aware of his staff and office capabilities, again prior to appointment as special prosecutor. Now. There's a little blurb down at the bottom. I'm going to read that for you. It says court again granted this special request motion without allowing an objection from defendants or taking arguments. This motion was filed Thursday with hearing on the following Monday. 
precedent of rushed turnaround hearings on matters brought by prosecution is a concern. He waived any motion for additional retention of counsel in this matter by asserting his capabilities to handle said matter. Put aside the tremendous financial cost to the county slash state, Mr. Wood represented to the court that he and or Madison County could prosecute this case without bringing in pitch hitter to do his elected job. It is beyond reason that if Mr. Wood is unable to prosecute this matter, it should be returned to the Fremont County Prosecutor's Office and or referred to the Idaho State Attorney General's Office. This should be a mandatory referral prior to incurring this exorbitant cost for an outside private counsel hand selected by Mr. Wood. As a citizen of Idaho, I object to this outlandish and unnecessary expense when Mr. Wood has sought this appointment and is currently compensated to perform this exact job. If he is unable or unwilling to perform his employment duties, he should resign and allow any of the deputy prosecutors at his disposal to handle this case. Anyone here thinking that perhaps some of this verbiage from Mark Means is actually because Rob Wood stated before that Mark Means might not be capable of doing a case like this. I feel like this is a little bit of a hissy fit. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Number four, lack of grounds asserted to grant motion, lack of expertise. There is no grounds whatsoever before the court asserted by Mr. Wood regarding Ms. Smith's qualification in assistance with concealment slash conspiracy to conceal cases. Her costly appointment is unnecessary and without support on the record. The current record clearly illustrates that Mr. Wood is attempting to cast off his duties to private counsel hired at state expenses for alleged potential future charges. These are the undeniable facts and the facts warrant denial of this motion. Oh, then he has a little blurb at the bottom that says, smithlawconsulting.com list practice areas for Miss Smith as civil litigation, investigation, reviews, and consulting. No specific mention of specific areas of relevance to the current charges before this court. She's actually a well-known prosecutor and has done over a hundred homicide cases. Maybe you should do a little more research. Number five, precedent. Mr. Wood is asking the court to set a dangerous precedent. The precedent being when a public county prosecutor elected and compensated for performing this public service is unable, incompetent, or unwilling to prosecute a case, that said public servant shall have the rights at public taxpayer expense to hire private out-of-state counsel to prosecute a case with a blank check obligated for payment by the taxpayers. And requesting this right by ignoring the readily available Idaho Attorney General Office and Fremont Prosecutor's Office. Both are, until proven otherwise by Mr. Wood, are readily available to assist and or take over duties of this case. Furthermore, if granted, the precedent is set to allow defense counsel to be compensated at the rate of Ms. Smith, which is undisclosed at this time by Mr. Wood. This pitch hitter rate of compensation resume curriculum vitae should have been presented to the court in formal fashion more so than the simple two-page motion with unsupported assertions. Said motion is lacking affidavits, declarations, or attachments to support its relief. Summary, the position of prosecution is unsupported and this motion must be denied. Number six, notice of intent, conflict of interest, implied waiver. Furthermore, Prosecutor Robert Wood has made himself a mandatory essential witness in this matter. His statements to multiple witnesses are clearly relevant, mitigating and exculpatory for defendant Lori Vallow-Daybell. 
As stated before, defendant will call Mr. Wood as a witness in this matter, as is her constitutionally protected right. Mr. Wood and any following counsel for plaintiff in this matter must understand any and all statements by Mr. Wood are subject to production via discovery. These communications are not protected and thereby is an implied waiver of any following objection for any forthcoming counsel pro hoc vice with communications between Mr. Wood and Ms. Smith that I certify or declare under penalty of perjury pursuant to the law of the state of Idaho that the foregoing is true and correct, dated this 22nd day of March 2021. The next court date is April the 7th. Now, the news from Rob Wood wouldn't easily digest for Mr. Means and Mr. Pryor, would they? The look on their faces when Rob Wood dropped the news was priceless. Rachel Smith's background is impressive and extensive. I feel, in my opinion, that this is the move in the right direction. But not without some people kicking and screaming. Let's see what happens next, because you know there's going to be a lot more. What are your thoughts on Mark's motion and your thoughts on their reactions about Rachel Smith coming on the case? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Let me know in the comments below. If you'd like to check out my videos in the series, I also have a series on Charles Vallow as well. I will put the link in the description below. Please subscribe, please like, and please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.